You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Alright everybody, welcome into another exciting episode of the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. A safe space for you foul mouth fantasy players out there. As always, your boys, King Josh, Josh King, Big Rome, Fantasy Fish. What the fuck's going on, guys? How's it going? Oh, it's going. It's going. A lot of free agency moves happening. Combine completed. Combine sucks now. I don't know what happened, man. Like, everyone opted out to do, like, nothing. I don't think that it ever mattered as much as people think. I just like seeing the guys in their underwear get weighed and measured. Fair. I get it. It's totally yeah. fair. A uh, lot of free agency moves happening today. A lot to cover. A lot of fantasy implications. A lot of the futures of fantasy players have changed. So uh, I guess we'll dive right in. So for today's slate, we're going to talk about some of the news around the league. Then we're going to talk about your fantasy quarterback rookies coming into the draft with our rookie expert, Big Rome. Starting right off the bat... You know, because fuck it, you know, we, we've all been there, but he did it. Calvin Ridley suspended for all of the 2022 season because he bets on FanDuel. And uh, I hope he did. He win. Did anybody know if he won anything? Probably not. He bet it on Atlanta. But did. OK, time out. Time out. Is that what actually happened? I didn't actually read anything about it. I was too heartbroken because I have yeah, some he, shares of Ridley. He bet on some parlays. And they they did they, they did say Atlanta was included. The dumb thing is is like he bet on like a app. And those yeah, apps like, like re- report to the NFL's like committee and stuff. He could have got like a fucking bookie and nobody would have known. But he was like, I'm gonna bet on this app. He's not like what are you doing? So was he Okay. But like was he playing in those games i know it no probably no doesn't matter it happened but if after he was, he was out awake. then i don't really give a fuck he can bet yeah, all me he wants if he's not playing in the game i think it's all horse shit that's what i thought too because you can't really throw like you can't have an impact but there is like he may have like information that's not widely public but it's not but like i don't know i think about pete rose right you think about pete rose for always that name will be disassociated with baseball because he bet on his team to win a majority of the time, right? But he had no actual outcome, no change in the outcome of the games, Ridley. So I just don't like. I, I don't. I don't get it. I think it becomes like a a legal matter for the NFL and integrity of the game, and especially where they're trying to like ramp up betting. It doesn't look good. Yeah, it, but I mean, if this isn't the worst, I was gonna say this isn't the worst one because like he wasn't playing, he was pretty much completely away from the team. But there's like a legal ramification to people involved in sports betting on the games, and I think that's more what the NFL is concerned about. My thing is though, if you want to talk about like eth- being ethical and integrity of the league. What about the Miami front office allegedly paying Brian Flores to throw to lose games? So you want to like like I mean, now granted it's all alleged, 
but there's probably you know where there's smoke there's fire and there's probably some fire there didn't didn't he retract that though i don't know like he, he said he did because he's a goddamn liar he probably had to he probably got paid to he's like shut the fuck up yeah but no you're right but that, you know, that's equally as detrimental yeah but anyways you know Calvin Ridley bet $1,500 and it cost him $11 million, so there's that. And the worst part is he, he won't be eligible to come back till next season. Although I'm, I'm sure they might do some, you know, Director Ross, he was talking about how um, the NFL will probably try to make an example of him because this is like the first, like, and he's a star player and stuff like that. But, you know, if if this if the suspension holds, now they're saying that, they're just saying this season so far, they're going to do their investigation. He could miss more time. He might be out of the league forever. But I mean, he at the very be. least, if, but if he doesn't come back till next year, he's now almost 30 years old. He's going to be a, a year, almost two years removed from football. So maybe that superstar Calvin Ridley might not be that superstar Calvin Ridley anymore. I think there's hope he comes back. The last player that bet on football, granted, wasn't his superstar, was on the Cardinals, and he was suspended for about a season and a few weeks. I think it was 16. No, because 16 would be like, I don't know. But it was like a little more than the season. But he was allowed to be reinstated. But he was also not a superstar. And they weren't trying to ramp up betting like they are now. So they could certainly be like, hey, here's our scapegoat. Yeah. See you later. Very sad. But then, you know, because he couldn't be away from the headlines for more than a day, Aaron Rodgers signed a, uh, you know, he had to be the the – the fucking news. Yeah, I'm I, honestly like I'm so kind of sick of Aaron Rodgers at this point in time. Anyways, he re-signed with Green Bay. Uh, the terms of the agreement were originally said four years, two hundred million dollars, with like a hundred and sixty or hundred fifty something guaranteed. But then he tweeted out, "Yeah, I'm gonna play for Green Bay, but the terms aren't." Because you know, again, he has to like, like shut the fuck up, Aaron. Like just you know, I don't know, play goddamn football. But Aaron Rodgers re-signing with Green Bay, so that's one more year there. But then I think it cut deep at him because the same day right after the Aaron Rodgers news came out, like maybe an hour later, Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, Seattle sends Russell Wilson and their fourth round pick in return. Seattle receives Drew Locke, Noah Font, uh, Shelby Harris, defensive tackle, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick. I mean, that's do that. That's a major haul and that's potential. A potentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't really get traded, especially when they're still, in theory, in like the good prime years of their career. Um, but yeah, that, that's fucking huge. And I was talking about it last year, too. Uh, and I think I've said it many times, but Denver, in my opinion, at least in fantasy, I don't know. How, I mean, we'll see what happens in real life. But they were a legit quarterback away from being a legit team. You, know, you got Javante Williams. Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. Noah Font's gone, but Albert Okwegumabagam. Now he's there. Nailed it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> I think I'm supposed to be the one that sucks at names here. <laughs> well, they. to be fair, everyone just calls him Albert O. As they should. As yeah, they should. Correct. I, I think it's Okwebom. Okwebanam. I don't fuck. Either Albert O. So now, you know, the, the Denver offense gets a huge kick into the ass to shoot him up into the moon. I'm excited about Cortland Sutton and Jerry. I'm really excited for Jerry Judy. Cause it's, I mean, so far his college career to the NFL hasn't quite 
been what anyone was hoping. He had his moments where you're like, okay, that's Jerry Judy. But then they're like, oh, he kind of sucks. Well, that's a prime example of like really good players with not the best people around him. And like now we'll see like what he could do with a good quarterback. Yeah, Yeah. I'm really excited for Sutton. I think think Sutton is in a really good place. Like his whole thing that made him good was when Locke chucked the ball deep. Well, Russell Wilson's got one of the best deep balls in the game. Sutton's young. You know, they signed for that huge extension. I mean, he could, in theory, have DK Metcalf type numbers. Uh I mean, would would anybody be surprised if if Sutton ends the year with, you know, 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns or more, you know, like, no, it's definitely in the realm of possibility now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And I have shares of Sutton, so I'm excited about that. Me too. And I have, I have shares of Jerry Judy, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. I really love it for fantasy. I don't think it's enough for real life football. Well, they're, you know, their the division's too, their division's too deep. You know, like I don't, I think they'll contend, but I don't know. Well, Director Ross, you know, when the trade happened, he he brought up a good point. When the quote-unquote worst quarterback in the division is Derek Carr, that's a tough fucking division. So now you you know you're gonna face you know the Chargers twice. So just you're gonna face Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes twice a year now. Like that that's yeah. that's a tall, steep mountain to climb. Although, who knows, the last two years, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay. They won the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford goes to a new team. They won a Super Bowl. Who knows? You never know. All right, moving on. Keep an eye out for this one. Deshaun Watson's criminal sexual misconduct case will be presented to the grand jury on Friday. Uh, it is Today, it's actually Thursday, March 10th. So, Friday, March 11th. Keep an eye out for that. Especially because there's been a lot of rumor mills that... Um, the Carolina Panthers are actually very close to potentially trading for Deshaun Watson. Um, I read that it was, they're going to be offering three first round picks and a couple other things for Deshaun Watson. So that could be big. You know, Hey, I'd give up three first round picks if Deshaun assuming all the rape, alleged rape, sexual bullshit aside, if he gets cleared of all that stuff, I'd give him three firsts for Deshaun Watts. He's 26 years old. And a superstar quarterback. Yeah. I think he's good, but I, I don't know nothing about like the legal thing, but like for the dry out this long, it's not looking super good for him. Or it looks very good. No, if it was, if they had more, like they would have settled <laughs> already and it would have been over a long time ago. I, know. I don't know. I'm worried. It just, his career, we'll like see. like I said, we talked about it last year. His career could be over. There's there's a chance. Although with that being said, if you have him in dynasty, still keep him on your bench. Oh, he's there. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin, wide receiver, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, has been assigned the franchise tag. So is Devontae Adams. So another year, Devontae Adams in Green Bay. You know, the Chris Godwin one really bummed me out. I was kind of hoping to see where he'd go. But I, I, I you know... I personally, I think the franchise tag shouldn't be a thing in the NFL. Like, I think it kind of sucks because you can sign a three-year deal, but then you can get tagged twice. So it's a five-year contract. Now, granted, you get, what is it, the average, they average out like the three top contracts at your position, and that's what you get per that one season or whatever it is. But still, like, I I, I don't know. You could pay it out hefty for sure. 
No, you get a shit ton of money, but I still think it sucks for the player. Because what if Godwin didn't want to be in Tampa Bay anymore? Well, why would he? Who's throwing the ball nowadays? Kyle Trask? Huh. It sucks for the players that are on shitty teams for sure. Like Devontae Adams is like, okay, whatever. Like you're on the you're on a pretty good team still. Got a good quarterback. You're getting paid. Who cares? For Godwin, that like okay, you got no quarterback anymore. Well, like, I'm gonna play devil's advocate and I'm gonna speak out for the franchises because you know what? They need star players also. And they have to be able to have some way to keep them in when they can't, you know, if the player doesn't want to be there. It's one way to keep them. It's one way to keep them in town. Yeah. Sell jerseys, sell yep. fucking tickets. All you have to do, you, know. you bet bet fifty hundred dollars on Fanduel, you can take the year off. <laughs> yeah. Calvin Boom. Ridley. Yeah, uh, Mike Williams re-signed with the. Sorry, Fish. He's he's not a saint right now, but Mike Williams signed three year, sixty million dollar extension with the Chargers. So, although to be fair, I mean, I I don't blame him. Blasphemy. I mean, you just got, you know, you're getting paid. You're going to get paid $20 million a year to stay with Justin Herbert. I I, I don't hate that. Not at all. So let, let's say, let's say New Orleans, you know, could give him $22 million a year. Right now they don't have a quarterback still. So I'd rather play with Justin Herbert. Yeah, it was the right, it was the right move. I was being facetious when I, I know. mentioned those but things, you know, but it, it would have been cool. But yeah, that's. <laughs> it makes the most sense, right? Yeah, like, get tied with the you're young familiar with the team. You got chemistry with the quarterback. They have the money for you. It seems good. Why would you not? Exactly. And the fans, uh, the fans love him. I went to one of their games last year. They like him more than Keenan Allen. I just I was listening to those fuckers cheer for him. It was nuts, man. They really that seems silly to me because. I'm a huge Charger fan, and I like Keenan Allen more than Mike Williams. I'm just telling you, I was I was sitting there. He got a louder pop from the fans. You know, it's probably because he's the the deep threat guy. You know, he he he's was the wow wow guy. Yeah, you know, Keenan Allen's the nine catches for ninety yards. Mike he Williams, is the, he's the dirty one, right? He yeah. does the dirty work. Mike Williams is the guy two catches for one hundred and fifty yards and two touchdowns. You know, yeah, exactly. So, so that that's more exciting in terms of like fandom, but I feel like if you're a real football fan, you know Keenan Allen's far more important to that offense than Mike Williams. But anyways, Mari Cooper, rumors have it the Dallas Cowboys are going to be cutting him. They are trying to trade him currently. Um, he's actually linked to the Dallas. I'm sorry, the Detroit Lions right now. Oh, which, gross! <laughs> hey man, I, I don't hate that. You should, if you've got any. I know you don't anymore, but fucking Amos St. St. Brown. No, if anything, that helps him. That helps him. Because now. Cephas, in case you forgot. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Tyrell (laughs) Williams, right? Hey, Rome, I have Quintus Cephas in our dynasty league. You keep him. I don't want him. It's not good. All of a sudden. All of a sudden. (laughs) Especially not if Cooper's going to be there. Uh, Carolina Panthers are consider trading Christian McCaffrey and they want a first round pick and another player that does not have a big salary cap number, which I love. I love Christian McCaffrey, but honestly, I think the Panthers should trade him away because with potential injury concerns and then running backs, their shelf life is very short. And I know you can't get good. Carolina's not there right now. Like, so they can't get the most out of him. Like, so get value while you can. Yeah, dude, if you can get a first round pick, and another like decent player, fuck, why not? I'd do it. 
I mean, in fantasy, it's a lot harder to trade Christian McCaffrey, but in real life football, to me, it makes more sense because as McCaffrey puts on more miles and hits to that body, the value goes down. Maybe you're not getting a first round pick for him next year. You know, if you can get a first round pick from right now. Hasn't been a lot of hits to that body, at least lately. You don't play him. Not in the last two years. (laughs) Uh, Dalton Schultz was assigned the franchise tag to the Dallas Cowboys. And Mike Gusecki, he was assigned the franchise. Which one? Those two actually bummed me out because there was rumors that the Chargers were interested in Schultz or Gusecki. And I would have loved to have seen one of those guys end up on the Chargers. Because Jared Cook is more than likely going to retire. And I'm a Charger. And I'm a Charger fan. Uh, David Njoku was assigned the franchise tag to the Cleveland Browns. But the Cleveland Browns plan to keep Austin Hooper. Um, Hooper is not guaranteed nine and a half million dollars and this four year deal. But uh, we'll see what happens there. I think both are gross because I think Cleveland is going to be back on a rebuild here again. There's actually talks that Baker Mayfield might not be their quarterback next year. What? (laughs) Uh, Jack Doyle retired from the NFL tight end from the Indianapolis Colts. I guess good for him. (laughs) That was good. You know what? Like he, he was the big body guy down at the red zone, and that's all. All he did was catch touchdowns, and that's all you really want. Although he, he had a lot of drops, so who knows? Maybe he's just fucking. He has was it uh, picket hands? He has Kenny picket hands, and he can't catch the ball. Baby fingers. Yeah. Uh, another big trade happened in the NFL. Carson Wentz and a second round pick went to the. I'm sorry, Washington football team traded a second round pick Redskins. and two third round picks Commanders. to Indianapolis. <laughs> this should, the Commanders is seriously like the worst fucking name. Like they literally, they could have been, name any other fucking name. It would have been a better name than the Washington Commanders. Any other name? Washington Cock Handlers. Yeah, that's I a better name. pretty good. It actually has a nice ring to it. Yeah, they can, say, they can still say Go Cox Go. <laughs> not go commies go go commandos go oh shit like what the fuck do you call your team like what do you what do you chant I don't know. oh actually we got a we got an update here from director ross to update the mike gasecki thing he's likely to file a grievance to be a wide receiver so he can get more money good, good luck go get paid I agree. Anyways, good luck. Yeah. Carson Wentz, he's going to be the quarterback for the Washington football team. They, you know what? Like, what do they, they call themselves like the pigs or the hogs or whatever? Like, that's what the fans are called. They should have been that. Washington mm-hmm. Hogs. That's a better name. The Washington Bullfrogs. There's a lot of better names out there. <laughs> the Washington Donkeys and Elephants. That'd be good. Yeah. The Red Pandas. <laughs> <laughs> so the fucking, just a wonderful creature the, the washington subway system like seriously like any, anything else like any fucking other name but anyways carson Wentz is going to be their quarterback just beware because their football field and practice fields are piece of shit and he's going to get hurt probably within the first fucking hey took it easy he's going <laughs> to be fine and he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns to terry mclaurin and to gibson it's still antonio gibson's nah, 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 nah. season nah, nah, nah. It's McKissick. 
they said it themselves. You know what sucks? I, I am I'm such a homer for Antonio Gibson that there's a chance that it's never going to pan out. <laughs> and I'm going to stand on top of this. I'm going to die on this hill, though. I will defend you, Antonio Gibson. Uh, rumor has it Mitchell Trubisky is close to signing in a deal with the New York football Giants. They're looking to get $10 million a year to be a starting quarterback for them. Imagine being that quarterback coach, just like, fuck. God, <laughs> Daniel Goddamn Jones and Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, Christ. He's better than Daniel Jones. <sighs> is he? That's not that I... hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, um, you know what? This has nothing to do with fantasy. I just find it funny. A woman is suing Jerry Jones because she alleges the Cowboys owner paid her mom a, a, a lot of money to conceal that he was her biological father when she was one years old. I'm pretty sure she's lying. Nah, it's, it's probably true. Tripping. <laughs> uh, Bobby Wagner, released by the Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> That, that one's actually kind of surprised. Like, dude, Seattle, man, straight up rebuild. Yeah, fuck, dude. I'm Look, as a 49er fan and as a West fan, I'm glad to get them the hell out. Because at this point, I mean, who do they even have? Chris Carson, he hasn't played a full season. Drew Locke, he got Medcalf. Okay, their defense, though, it's not even, it's a shell of what they were. Wagner was the last hope. For that defense, and now he's gone. Although and, knows, he's, and he's linked to the Niners. I did read as of thing, right now. I did read a thing though when you talked about like who do they have? Um, with the haul that Seattle got from Denver, yeah. if if his legal troubles clear up, they might make a run for Deshaun Watson. That'd be crazy. I wouldn't hate that. Mm-mm. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Noah Font, Deshaun Watson. That looked too, that looked pretty good. Or no offensive line. Yeah. You don't need that. Russell Wilson's only been sacked, I don't know, 50 times a year. He's lucky (laughs) to be alive. And then the last piece of news. Big piece of news. Chargers acquired Khalil Mack from the Bears for a 2022 second-round pick and a 2023 sixth-round pick. So they paid basically nothing for Khalil Mack and... Fish says that that was a terrible trade. I think otherwise. Cause now I don't think it was terrible. I just don't think it's going to be as impactful as people think. I don't know, dude. He's, he's 31. They gave up nothing for him. Now you got your edge rushers as Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. Sounds awesome it, to me. It was an, in my opinion, it was an answer to the Russell Wilson deal. You bring in a guy like Russell Wilson, well, now we got a guy to go chase Russell Wilson down from both sides. Who has a better pass rush at this point? Uh, who has a better who has a better pass rush right now than the Chargers? If you Washington on paper, the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, you mean the bullfrog? You mean the bullfrog? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. That's the only thing that they got going for them. I mean, and it wasn't enough last year. Like, is Chase going to come back the same guy? Torres ACL? Who knows? Yeah, that's true. Who knows? They, I remember last year, both their fucking interior D linemen were like beating the shit out of each other on the sidelines. I don't know. Something going on with those horny toads. Can't figure it out. All right. Well, so before we dive into some of the rookies real quick. Oh, here's a note. Dallas Cowboys also shopping Lyle Collins. 
So is Dallas in a rebuild now too? Fuck. They're shopping Lyle Collins. They're cutting Cooper and um, Demarcus Lawrence rejected his pay cut. And they're probably going to cut him too. Didn't uh, didn't they re-sign Gallup? Yep. Yeah, they, yeah. That was a I don't know back. if they did yeah, yet, they but they they wanted to, or they're least. going they, to. No, I don't think they they didn't resign him yet. Yeah, they probably. Well, I mean, they they're gonna have to now. If you like Cooper, if you cut yeah. Cooper. I heard the reason why they cut Cooper was because Amari Cooper called Dak Prescott a black Kirk Cousins because they lost in the first round of the playoffs. That's hysterical. Yeah, good for that's a funny joke. He should be given more money. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> But okay, so before we dive into the rookie quarterbacks, I want to talk about some of the fantasy implications that we just discussed. So Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, Devontae Adams still in Green Bay. So what does that mean? So okay, Aaron Rodgers still quarterback one. Is Devontae Adams still like a top what three wide receiver in the league? Yes. And then uh, Aaron Jones, yeah, AJ Dillon, we we still feeling pretty good about those guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it actually helps them more that those guys are back because now they don't have to like lean on the run game. Like, yeah, they'd get more carries maybe if those guys were both gone, but the offense wouldn't be as productive. I was gonna say, from a fantasy standpoint, in my opinion, I expect the same output from all the Green Bay players. It, it's probably gonna look exactly the same. I, I just don't see. You know, the, my thing with Green Bay, it I get it because you know franchise quarterbacks don't just grow on trees, but. You let Aaron Rodgers, what is it, like, bully you guys into letting him control the franchise. But you don't have enough to win the Super Bowl. You still don't. So, you know, and, and the thing with the thing that bothers me with Aaron Rodgers, all Tom Brady did was take pay cuts so they could bring players in. Rodgers wants to be the highest paid player of all time. And it keeps players out. He's... I love the guy, and no disrespect because he's dead, but it reminds me of Kobe Bryant post Shaq. No one wanted to play with him, you know, and I'm sure there's guys that wouldn't mind playing with Aaron Rodgers, but he hogs all that money. He's got that bad attitude. Like, fuck it. Yeah. it's a good point. Like, they haven't really been able to get a whole lot of additions, and you'd think that they would want to and be able to, but they, they haven't. Yeah, well, it's like, hey, Aaron, instead of giving you $200 million, how about we give you like $100 million so you still get paid plenty of money, but then we can bring in, like we could sign a Mike Williams. We could sign, uh, you know, Amari Cooper. We could sign, we could trade for Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know what? I don't get it. <laughs> I, I think at this point with Aaron, this is, this is fuck you money. This is, you didn't give me what I wanted throughout my career, even though, I couldn't give you, in all honesty, what you and the fan base wanted, which was goddamn playoff wins. Irregardless, okay? The fact of the matter is he's taking a $200 million out of four years and just saying, fuck the Packers. I'm, I'm cashing out, if you will. He's cashing out. He's going to make his nut. He's going to ride off into the sunset after fucking the franchise. What about Jordan Love now? <laughs> they wasted a first round draft pick on him. I've never seen a guy more irrelevant, especially for fantasy purposes, than he was, and then all of a sudden get so much worse. I don't, what the fuck, man? He's never gonna play. Jordan loves to retire. Him. But did you all you look, you all watched him play games. 
He sucks. He's so bad. There's no way. It was surprising when Green Bay drafted him, not just because of of having Aaron Rodgers, but because he wasn't even a good quarterback in college. I mean, Rome, you're our college guy. I mean, you 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 watch some Jordan Love stuff. I mean, in my opinion, when they drafted him, he, I thought he was bad in college. Look, he. If we were looking at him this year, I don't even think he'd be. He wouldn't even be in my top three. He wouldn't be in my top. Yeah, he'd probably be about four or five. And there's not even that good of quarterbacks. In this year's draft, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. None of there's about two guys that I like that are like, yeah, they'll be all right. Uh, I just I don't know, man. He he didn't have the arm. He ran around and not well, mm-hmm. and he can't do that. Now. Watching him in the pros, he none of that translated. He looks like slow and shitty. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving on. So Denver Broncos, we we kind of talked about it a little bit. I I, I think. You know, so Russell Wilson still in the quarterback one range, probably in like the probably on the six to 12 side, probably like the seven through 12 side, not the one through six side in terms of QB one. I mean, the upside's still there. Um, he flat out sucked last year, but I think a lot of that had to do with bad O line and that hurt hand because there was talks that he shouldn't even have come back during last season, but he, you know, did. Um, I think this is huge for Javante Williams. Melvin Gordon, still a free agent right now, but there's been rumors that he's going to re-sign with Denver, which for real-life football makes sense. If you're a Javante Williams manager, that kind of sucks. Because uh, when it was the Javante show, he looked like a fucking monster. But, you know, Melvin Melvin Gordon, I think he had like 10 or 11 touchdowns. I mean, you add those 10, 11 touchdowns to Javante Williams, that's quite a year. Mm-hmm. I You know, we, we talked about it when we, in the news, I love what this means for Cortland Sutton. I love what this means for Jerry Judy. I don't know. I, honestly, I'm not that excited about Albert O. I think he might be okay. But, I, I mean, I guess time will tell. I like it for Albert O, though, too. But Russell Wilson was never like... Jimmy Graham was like the only tight end that's played with Russell Wilson that's been like decent for fantasy. Will Disley? Jacob eh. Hollister? Yeah. Look, I, I, I'm going to say this. The fact, the simple fact, and I'm looking at it from a Denver perspective, they were willing to give up Noah Font, who I think is pretty fucking good. I think Noah Font's a special player. And they said, you know, we'll, we'll add him to this trade. We've got Alberto. That's, how, that's what I'm looking at it as is, okay, they're willing to get rid of a guy who could be a Pro Bowl stud for his backup. That's telling me something that Alberto is ready to kind of knock the top off. He was great at Missouri. I don't care what anybody says. He was fucking amazing. That guy was I mean, great. That, that actually does make sense. I mean, if kind of like, uh, I mean, when we were shitting on, or when I was shitting on Daryl Henderson uh, last season, when Cam, you know, if Henderson was their guy, they wouldn't have drafted Cam Akers. So, I mean, if Font was your guy, you probably wouldn't have drafted Alberto. But. I know. I guess we'll see, but I'm excited to see what happens in Denver. Tim Patrick might be a sneaky wide receiver to keep an eye on. You know, yeah, I was just going to mention him. Yeah, Russell Wilson. He can, you know, he he can spread the ball around, and I, I honestly, I th- this is going to sound bold, but I wouldn't be surprised if Russell Wilson's like a top five quarterback uh, this upcoming season because who knows? Now that he's out of Seattle, he wants to show everyone that they fucked up by 
letting him leave. And he might find sometimes change of scenery is good. Look at Matt Stafford, fucking stud with the Rams. I mean, he threw a lot of interceptions, but he threw a lot of touchdowns, threw a lot of yards. Won a goddamn Super Bowl. Can't go exactly. Wrong. So I, I I don't know. I'm excited to see that. As a Charger fan, I'm not that excited that Russell Wilson's in the same division as us. That kind of sucks. Hey, but. you can take him. I'm glad he's gone. You, <laughs> I was gonna say you handle that shit. Because <laughs> I mean, with with the the ability that he has to extend the play with his legs, and then he's a good passer. You know, fuck, scary. Uh, other side, Seattle Seahawks. I'm worried about everybody because <laughs> Drew Locke or Geno Smith is not the answer. You know, and so, so here's what I'm. I was talking to Fish pre-show about it, and here's what I think because he was telling me, "TK, he doesn't like him this year," and I get it. Uh, the the only reason I look at DK and Locke, they stretch the field really well. And if Locke is their quarterback, that's what he did well in Denver. That's the, He was the reason Sutton kind of caught fire, catching 14 touchdowns or whatever he caught that one year. When he just looks deep. He's got a nice deep ball. He can chuck the ball, and he's willing to gunsling it down there. So I think for DK... And Lockett, it's it's not the end of the world. Is all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's going to be great. It's not the end of the world. And if they go a different route, if they take a Malik Willis, even better for a deep route. I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I mean they have the draft capital now where they can make moves if uh, if they need to. Um, other quarterback moves: Carson Wentz going to the Washington Bullfrogs. Um. Terry McLaurin, Michael Pittman had like his, you know, breakout year last year with Carson Wentz. So, I mean, this could be a big year for, uh, for scary Terry. And, you know, I love scary Terry Rome. I know you do too. Um, Jonathan Taylor was the number one running back, but a lot of that could also have been because that outstanding offensive line. And let's be honest. A lot of that was because that outstanding offensive line and, Jonathan Taylor's probably a better running back than Antonio Gibson, but I, I like, I you know, I, to me, okay, this will be, I know I said I'll die on this hill of Antonio Gibson. It, I think if he doesn't have a monster year this year, with because this is clearly an upgraded quarterback over Taylor Heineke or Ryan Fitzpatrick or whatever fuck else they're going to throw out there, this is a big upgrade for them. So I, I think this could be a big year for Antonio Gibson. If not, then I don't know. Maybe I'll die on that hill, but we'll see. But yeah, I mean, I'll try you know, to bring Cur- you water. <laughs> could be good for Curtis Samuel. You know, uh, Jack Doyle got some touchdowns with Carson Wentz. So it could be a Logan Thomas thing if he stays healthy. Why do you hate Logan Thomas so much? I just do. Yeah, what, I what's can't your problem, it. man? I, I look. I don't have a reason. I just don't <laughs> like it. Maybe it's. <laughs> All I, right. I don't know. I, I like know. it for Logan Thomas, but honestly. I hate, but I hate him. Did he bang your wife? Like, what happened? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. There's just something about him that bugs me. Fair enough. Is it because he used to be a quarterback? Maybe, but I don't think so. I really, like, I don't have a reason. There's no, there's no analysis behind it. I just, I don't like him. Did he do well last year? He, I mean, he missed a lot of the year because of injuries. Yeah, he, he started injured, off, but the year started, before, was he was like the tight end, like five or something like that. The year before, 
Um, on the other side of that trade, the Indianapolis Colts, now they don't have a quarterback. So, I mean, unless they trade, sign Jimmy Garoppolo, James Winston, who knows, maybe they're an outside shot for Mitch Trubisky. I mean, because right now it's Sam Ellinger or Jacoby Brissett. Actually, I think Jacoby Brissett's a free agent. Might be it should be Sam Ellinger as their only quarterback on their roster right now. So I think the thing for the Colts is this is them saying we don't really give a fuck who the quarterback is. They're not going to throw the ball that much. <laughs> yeah, I think this is more of a touch on on Taylor. If he if they don't get a quarterback, holy Santa Claus shit, he might get five hundred touches and run for four thousand yards. Yeah, but but I mean, like you said, it could be a testament to Jonathan Taylor, and they have a good defense. So they have a good defense, got a good running back. But I mean, but what about Michael Pittman? What about everyone? You know, do you still take Jonathan Taylor as the one hundred and one? This this yeah. is an audio show. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And the the thing with Pittman and like anybody that's catching the ball there is you kind of gotta wait and see what happens. if they're stuck with Ellinger. And that's a gigantic downgrade, likely. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of him, so we don't know. But it's he was it's not looking Colts. good for a receiver from the Colts. I agree. Yeah. I mean, even if they get Winston or Garoppolo, like if they get Garoppolo, would be ideal because he. That's what they did in San Francisco. They just didn't throw the ball a lot. Winston almost need a good game manager. Too much of a risk. Because Winston's like not a good game manager. He's like a big play guy. Thirty for thirty. Like, that. yeah. So I don't know. We'll see dancing in the get. locker room with a torn ACL. <laughs> oh, Jameis, 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 Jameis. Well, I think that's it for the uh, the big moves. We'll keep you guys posted as more news comes out. Let's move on to some of them rookie quarterbacks. Rome, I know this is your neck of the woods. So, like, give us, give us, a, give us a couple guys that you like and what All you right. think. So, there's, there's really only about, in my opinion, there's five guys that are sort of worth it that people are looking at as as highly touted players coming out of college. Um, at this point. I think there's only two that I really like. And the number one guy, I really like Malik Willis. I got turned on to him by fucking Director Ross. He showed me this kid making throws that were just goddamn ridiculous. Like It was so good watching him chuck the ball around. The knocks on this kid, his size, he's only 6'1". He he definitely he tries to run around a little too much for somebody who has the arm that he's got. The big knock on him is he played for fucking Liberty. Like Ross even said it pre-show, what good players ever come from Liberty? I, the only thing I can think of, like didn't Antonio Gandhi and he's not even a good player and he was their stud. So I look at a guy like Willis. I think he's got the highest upside of any of the quarterbacks coming out. That's that's what I think. I mean, I know you guys, I, I shared this with you. You've watched this highlight tape, hopefully. I mean, tell me what you, Fish, what do you think? I, I think he looks, he's got like a little bit of a Lamar Jackson type thing to him where he runs the ball maybe a little bit too much. 
One thing that I could say is I'm not a big fan. I like quarterbacks are hard to predict, right? He's played at Liberty, and he as a starter. I mean, he he played some snaps at Auburn before that. As a starter, he's 17 and six, so he doesn't necessarily find a way to win. And if you look at his stats. This last year, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. That's like a 2-to-1 ratio. Twenty inter- The year before, 20 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. A little bit better of a ratio. But, like, there are good players that come out of small schools, but, like, the competition isn't there. He left Auburn, you know, where the competition would have been a little bit tighter. And, you know, like, he had a good completion percentage both both games he played five for seven and six for seven, but that's tiny sample size. So I think he has the one thing I like about him is for fantasy purposes, he can run the ball. Like, I don't know if it's the answer for an NFL team, but for fantasy, like if he could be a Jalen hurts. Cool. Love it. Exactly. Um, one thing that you guys all touched on pre-show too, is like, where do they land? is a big like we don't know that yet but that's a big factor yeah. on how you value them after the after the NFL draft. But sure. there are I mean that's really the hardest part. I like his arm strength. I don't like his decision making and I like his running ability. Same with that decision making, not a biggest fan. Josh, you got anything or no? Yeah, I mean I I think Willis He's actually not my favorite quarterback coming out of this draft right now. I mean, I'm sure you'll talk about him, but I, I'm actually a more of a Ritter fan. But I think Willis has the most most athletic upside. But some of the stuff that Fish talked about, I agree with. You know, small school had one decent year with his most recent season. Because um, it's kind of like, okay, cool. So you were good enough to get to Auburn. So you wanted out because you couldn't crack the starting roster. But then you weren't good enough to get to another big D1 school. Unless this was clearly a move that he was told by someone to, hey, go to another small school and just fucking dominate. But then you didn't. You didn't throw 50 touchdowns and six picks. You know, like you went 27 and 12. Um, But in terms of he's got a fucking cannon for an arm. Like if he get if like, God, he throws like legit, not even he throws one of the best. Now, granted, combine. So you're naked and there's no defenders. But he threw a beautiful deep ball, you know, just 60 yards down the field, right into the hands of the wide receiver. You love to see that. So, I mean, if he could if he could play for like like uh, like like let's say he had like a Will Fuller type deep threat wide receiver who can just or or Tyreek Hill type kind of guy where he can just get behind everybody. You know, he could do that all day. He has like Fish was saying, he's got good enough athletic ability to extend the play with his legs. Which, you know, rushing quarterbacks, that's the cheat code in fantasy. Because if you can get 250 yards and a touchdown and then another 80 yards and a rushing touchdown, that's huge. Like, look at Josh Allen. He's the quarter. He's been a top quarterback every year in fantasy. Look at Lamar Jackson, you know, and and those guys that are willing to run. But again, it kind of depends on where he goes. If he ends up with at the number two overall pick to Detroit, he's probably not going to be that great in fantasy football. (laughs) I mean, but but I do. I do like him, but yeah, but that, that, that's all I got to say about Willis. Who else well, my, do you like? Is, uh, my second guy here that I really like is the guy you touched on earlier, and that's Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter brings something to the table that none 
of these other quarterbacks bring. And that is, he's taken a team, I'm not going to call them small schools. Cincinnati is sort of small. They don't play in big-time competition. right? They play conference USA schedule or wherever the hell they're at. But that didn't matter for him. This kid has played since he was a freshman. He's thrown around about 20 touchdowns a season and has never thrown more than 10 interceptions. He's started and won as a starter 44. He's 44 and 6 as a starting quarterback. That's what he can tout that none of these other players that are coming out this year can tout. The guy's lost only six fucking games. Now, say what you will about about where he played, right? They still played high-level high competition when they made the playoffs. I mean, this team very rarely lost. He brings something to the table that he's got speed. He wasn't, he wasn't scared to run his 40 at the combine, and he ran a fucking 4-5-2, which is a fast human, okay? I don't care what anybody says, it's a fast human. He's 6'4", 215 pounds, and he's, he's just played so much football. He's played so much football, and that's what makes him, if he lands in the right spot, if somebody snags him and he falls to somebody and lands in the right spot, for fantasy purposes, he could be very, very good. Josh, what do you think? I know you yeah, love I mean- this guy. I mean, in terms of like, from what I saw, like in his kind of like what you're saying. So, okay. He played in a bigger school than Liberty. At least he went to Cincinnati. You know, Willis could have gone to Cincinnati, but like the thing is with Ritter to me, his throws looked the most complete to me in sense of looking at progression and trying to find the open man. He's athletic enough to extend the play with his legs. I like to see that. Um, He can throw a nice deep ball too. It's not as nice as Willis's. But he's got a great short intermediate throw. He throws a good bullet pass. Um, you know, if he, I mean, a lot of the mock drafts that I've seen, they have him going. They have him going drafted after Kenny Pickett. But I mean, if if he got drafted by Pittsburgh, that could be. I mean, that'd be awesome. If he get drafted by Atlanta, that'd be awesome. I mean, some of these quarterback needy teams. Um, but to me, in terms of just what the the body of work looks like coming into the NFL. He looks to me like the most NFL ready quarterback. Like to me, Willis, he would be much better suited to sit for like a year or two, in my opinion, and kind of get up to game speed, you know, play against like legit competition and see where it goes. Whereas a guy like, I feel like, like Ritter, you know, in theory could step into an offense Probably get embarrassed, but maybe not that badly, though. Like, I, I think he could actually step in. And like I said, if you watch his highlight films, and, and he made Cincinnati a relevant football team this last season in college, no one goes to Cincinnati. Like, I don't think they've had, like, an NFL quarterback. At least I don't think so. I, I can't recall anybody off the top of my head that was a Cincinnati alum. But uh, I, I just think Ritter looked the most NFL-ready and. I don't know. I think people are just kind of sleeping on him because everyone's just so enticed by uh, Willis's athletic ability. But yeah, I mean, Willis did what feed a homeless man or give him clothes or whatever at the combine, and that broke news. I don't know. What do you think, Fishy? Yeah, I I think that I'm. You know, I kind of agree with both of you. Um, 
one thing is his size. Like a lot of these other quarterbacks are kind of, you know, six foot, six one. They're a little bit small, not not like terrible. You know, like there's they're plenty stumpy. of good you small quarterbacks. They're, they're fucking stumpy. Well, I mean, shit. I don't want to tell you how tall I am then, but um, <laughs> but I don't play professional football either. I just talk shit about them all. What I do like is four years as a starter. He's got lots of snaps under his belt. He's He's not in a big division, but he's played big teams. Like, I don't watch a lot of college football, but I'm a Notre Dame fan. I watched this guy play Notre Dame. He's got a good defense, and he did damn good against them. The, you know, like, you haven't noted here that, like, he's got, like, some similarities to Josh Allen. I don't think he's got the arm strength that Josh Allen does, but the way he runs the ball with the size is similar. One thing I can say that I've noticed in some games that I saw him play, I haven't seen him a lot like I'm not Rome I'm not the college guy but like he has a little bit of accuracy type things that he's not inaccurate but like he could have positioned the ball better yeah not the end of the world his decision making looks great like 30 touchdowns last year and eight interceptions um like you said never more than 10 right around 20 you know his first three years he kind of had a two touchdowns to one interception ratio Last year, three to one. So you see improvement as you go. Yeah, exactly. Which brings us to the guy who I hate maybe the most of any quarterback ever coming out. I I think there's a lot of hype, or at least there was a lot of hype, behind Sam Howell, the North Carolina kid. But the couple of things that I noticed while watching his game, he – he just, for a guy that plays at North Carolina is a pretty big school, right? They're, they're in the ACC. They play a lot of high level competition. This guy just couldn't win in my opinion. And he's the only guy that I've seen. He was 20 and 17 as a starter. He's the only guy that I've seen ever get worse every single year that he's played. His fre- his freshman year at North Carolina, he completed 259 passes of 422 for 3,600 yards, 38 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I'll tell you what, that's pretty fucking good. I'll take that. I'll take that 10 times out of 10. The next year, he completed less. He threw for only 100 less yards, only 30 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Now I think if he had come out last year, he probably he was an obvious first rounder coming out last year. But then this year he comes out 2021 and he's supposed to be the guy. He only completes 217 passes for 3000 yards, only 24 touchdowns and the most interceptions he's thrown as in his career which is 9. And I just I sort of look at that and I went, how do you get worse? Every single year, especially when you lose the the true running backs that he had in 2020, that would be taking that would be taking reps running the ball. I, I just I look at this guy and I don't like. I just don't like what he brings to the table. I don't think he's going to be able to get it done at this level. If he couldn't win games in North Carolina, how the hell is he going to do it in the pros? Fish, what do you think? 
Yeah, I agree. And I don't know how much this translates. Like I said, I'm not the I'm not the college guru, but like I don't like seeing a player who can't win. Like good quarterbacks can make average teams win, and he just couldn't do it. What I do like is those numbers you said. Like he he's got seemingly pretty good decision making, almost a three to one touchdown to interception ratio every year. That's great. Don't like the regression, as you said. Um, one thing I noticed, and I noticed this with more than um, just Howell here about the, like, the highlight videos that I was watching and stuff, is like a lot of these guys seem to kind of be have that one-read problem where like it could be a product of the highlight reels where it's like the, the guy's wide open, throw it to him. But like I'm not seeing a lot of progression here through his reads there's concerns and I have, I haven't watched enough video to see that, but I know that's been mentioned that he has concerns about his pre-snap recognition and like, like his numbers are, are good, but there just seems to be something missing. He can't win. The cons that people are mentioning against him are like super detrimental when it comes to the NFL, maybe not so much in college, but, but that's, that's kind of what I noticed. He's also small, um, I didn't see a lot of a whole lot of running from him when I've watched, but I've like I said, I don't watch college. I watch highlights. So, um, but he's he's kind of a toss up to me, honestly, because like the numbers, like the touchdown to interception ratios, like they're great, but I can't win. But I guess if fantasy, you all you care about is touchdowns and yards. So, I just don't know see, if it trans. Thing- it's going to translate well. My thing with Howell is he reminds me too much of Baker Mayfield. Um, maybe that's what we should do for future positions. We should talk about who they remind us of in terms of their pro counterpart. But anyways, he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield, except Baker Mayfield got better every year in college. But he reminds me of current Baker Mayfield, where he's just regressing. And I think that playing at North Carolina, yes, it's a major division, but he... Did, um, they didn't win any bowl games, did they? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's just, you know, he, he should have gone into the draft last year. He probably would have been taken like number, maybe not number one overall, but he probably would have been, you know, up there. He'd have been a first rounder for sure. Yeah. And now he's probably going to be like a late first day or a day two pick or something like that now. But it's just, he's a little guy. He's not like super athletic. I mean, yeah, he has a cool touchdown interception ratio, but you know, every year you get worse. And in college, it's not supposed to be like that. You're supposed to get better every year because exactly. it's I'm maturing, I'm learning, I'm getting better at my craft. So it's like, well, what'd you do for the three years that you were in college? Did you just smoke weed and eat Wendy's? Like, what'd you do? <laughs> like, why did you not get better? And that's what I did. It's just, yeah, and that's fine. But you're not a pro <laughs> athlete. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's like, so you didn't get better in, in your, your college career. And like I said, from watching his stuff, you know, his highlight stuff, he just, he reminds me a lot of Baker Mayfield when he was in college, he has his moments, except Baker Mayfield was a winner in college, mm-hmm. you know? So he's like, he's like, he's like the Baker Mayfield from the wish app. <laughs> That's you know, yeah. so. 
and I, right, I don't so, think I, I I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. No, I don't I don't think so either. He's going to be a two career- guys that, that I've got. Sorry to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. The other two guys I got here are Matt Coral from Ole Miss. I, look, I like. There's something about this kid. Uh, watching his highlight tape, you can really you pick up on it. Like he's got a moxie about him that that is an NFL quarterback. Some downsides to him. He is also only 20 and 17 as a starter. He didn't really get that starting role until 2020. That's when he took it over. He's only six feet tall. I mean, which means he's five ten. Yeah, which <laughs> exactly. I mean, six foot is what he should be. That's what they. That's what they put him at in the combine. That full so he, six foot. He, he should be six foot, but six foot, two hundred and five pounds. I mean, that's a little dude. So maybe it's not necessarily moxie. It might just be small man syndrome that you see him running around. You know, he played in the biggest division of all these quarterbacks. He played in the SEC, right? Which is probably. I guess to have a winning record in the SEC, that means something. 20 and 17 is not great by any means, but you're fucking playing Alabama and Florida and Georgia year after year after year. So listen, take take it how you will. Uh, they rated him the highest. NFL.com has him rated the highest quarterback coming out this year. I don't agree. They're respectfully. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> respectfully, I don't agree. But I think, you know, for the most part, this kids he's generally accurate on intermediate and short throws. He flashes good anticipation, right? He places the ball pretty well. He just, he has, I don't know, he throws off the back foot. And that a lot of that is because you're small. A lot of that is, it, you do that when you're small. And I just, if you're small in college, you are a goddamn midget in the NFL. So I, for him, you know, I'm hoping I'm hoping it works out. He he could be a situational thing with all of these quarterbacks. I'm gonna I'm gonna pass over you guys with him if you don't mind here because we are running up on it. But yeah. Kenny Pickett is the fifth guy here. That and I'm gonna try not to let my bias and my hatred get the better of me here. This is the guy that did the fake slide. At the fucking end of the year, the playoff game, yeah, what a little the, bitch. Uh, in this, in it's the still bowl game, me off too. It it just bugged me. It really rubbed me the wrong way. This is a guy though that that what the one thing I will say I like about him. He's played in forty eight games. He has over three thousand snaps, three thousand four hundred snaps. I mean, he's played a lot of football. He's thirty two and twenty as a starter. I I guess I I see him. The one thing I see is he's he's played 2018, 2019, he was getting reps. 2020, he was getting reps, doing okay. And then all of a sudden in 2021, this kid puts it together. I like guys that can finally figure it out and put it together. And he, he took jump up. The most he threw for was 3,098 yards in 2019. And this last season, he completed 334 passes of 497 for 4,300 yards, 42 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. Now, in my opinion, that's pretty damn good. That's I'll tell you, I mean, if you get a guy to throw that as your fantasy quarterback, you're pretty fucking smitten, I would say. 
So in the right situation, he's from Pittsburgh. I, I kind of was thinking he might get drafted by Pittsburgh. I don't know, but it might happen. The 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 big downside, right? Everybody's talking about it. They all were talking almost too much shit about it. He's got a little tiny baby hand. Eight and a half inch hand, which is just so, so, so little. I don't know if it's if it's really that big of a deal when it comes to throwing the ball. What it does hurt with is turnovers. If you, you turn the ball over an ass load, if you got a small hand. Uh, case in point, Jared Goff. He has a small hand. He fumbles the ball. It, it just happens. Okay, in the NFL, it's moving fast. It happens. Uh, I, those are the two guys. The last two guys of the five here, Joshy. What do you think about Pickett? I I actually think I like Pickett more than Cor- Coral. That's for sure. But I, I think Pickett he has the prototypical body type you want. He's six foot three. You know, he's over two hundred pounds. He's a little light in the ass, but you know he could bulk up a little bit. I think if he got to like the two thirty ish range, I think that would he'd be he'd carry that a lot better. But I I think but uh, you know coming you know see last year of football. Throw for 4,300 yards and 42 touchdowns. That's what I want to see from a guy that I'm potentially drafting. Um, I think he would, he would, I'm, I'm a firm believer of, I think quarterbacks need to sit. If he could sit for like a year or two behind a savvy vet, God damn, he'd be so good. Like if he could sit behind, I don't know, like, I mean, he's a douchebag, but I mean, if he sat behind Aaron Rodgers for a couple of years and, and learn and develop, like he could be a fucking superstar. Um, yeah, the fake slide thing is a total bitch thing, but you know, he ran a sub five forty, which, which you like, and he, you know, and Pittsburgh's not the, he made them a decent school for the last couple of years in terms of college football. And he won, he was winning games, good stats. I, I like, I like Kenny Pickett. The glove thing bothers me with his little baby hands. You know, I just, I don't know. I don't like it. It's only Teddy Bridgewater can do that. That's okay. And and Peyton Manning at the tail end of his career, but that's because his neck was falling off. But uh, but Matt Coral, he's like Johnny Manziel size, and he's got Justin Bieber tattoos. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I, I I I don't think Matt Coral's going to be in the NFL very long, in my honest opinion. Like he, he's going to be a career backup guy, camp body. I can dig it. But yeah, yeah. what you got? I can fish? agree. So for Kenny Pickett, here's my biggest concern, and I know like you guys kind of both pointed out like hey last year he had 42 touchdowns seven interceptions you know 4300 yards he had pretty terrible touchdown to interception ratios all three other years so did he did he really take that big of a jump or is this some sort of anomaly like is like the consistency if you look at it on a consistency basis he was not that good so what? Which one is he really? Is the question? Is he is he the twenty twenty one? Is that the real Kenny Pickett, or is the real Kenny Pickett the every other year, not very good, Kenny Pickett? Because I don't know the answer to that. The hand size thing. I think the biggest downfall for that is like fumbles. He wears a glove, so he should be fine throwing it. It depends. One thing that I am kind of looking into is like where does he go? Because if he plays in a dome. I think it's a little bit better if he plays in Pittsburgh outside where it's raining and snowing, uh, that might have a bit, a bit of a bigger impact. I mean, Joe Burrow's got a small hand. He seems to be all right for fantasy, so I don't think it's the biggest deal 
out there. Um, but he's also a little bitch. So <laughs> it's true. Got that yeah, that little bitch on well the field. <laughs> cool. I think it's gonna wrap us up tonight. Like Jerry Jones's unused condoms. Yeah. Just still just still wrapped up in a drawer somewhere. Making babies. Although that girl's twenty five years old. There's no way his dick was working twenty five years ago. So he's old as fuck. Yeah, that's, that's just besides... been broken for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's like one of those weird like he jacks off into like a saucepan and then like turkey bases it into them or something. Who knows? That's disgusting. <laughs> we we call that the Texas chili pot. <laughs> I don't know. But hey, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate the love and the support. Uh next episodes, like I said, we're gonna keep you guys updated on some of the free agency moves. Free agency opens up soon, so we're going to see a lot more movement going on. Um, and then when the draft happens, we're going to keep you guys posted with that stuff too. But we're going to break down your running backs and wide receivers and all the other fun positions coming in to this upcoming draft. But again, thank you so much for listening. Tell all your friends. We love you guys so much. Thank you. Get us on social medias. Filthy F-Ball Show on Twitter. Filthy Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Filthy Fantasy Football Show gmail.com. I love you. King Josh Josh King. Big roll. Fancy fish. I have a cool one, though.